Welcome to the Christ Life Ministries podcast. We hope you enjoy this message by Pastor Olubi Johnson. For more information about this podcast and our other resources, please visit spcconline.org. God bless you. I don't know if you're getting it. Hello, Ashanuel. Like my mouth will say, my say, Brother Lupi, oh no, I draw you out. Because the honest truth is that Koyewa, Koyewa, the church has been roaming through Romans. I remember when I was just born again, you know, when I was in London, you know, the Christian Union, there's this intervarsity press. And you know, all these, and some of them, they're nice men. You know, looking back now, I have a good heart. I don't condemn anybody or anything. You know, they were doing the best that they knew to do. But they were using sense knowledge, intellectual knowledge, to try and understand spiritual truth. You need revelation, you know. And I brought a big fat book like that, Roman through Romans. By the time you read the book, after some, you're totally confused. <laughs> totally confused. But by the grace of God, we want to remove all that doesn't so the purpose is to dominate the, both the sin nature of sin and the acts of sin so that you will come to the experience that what the paul was not just talking he was telling you the truth sin will not have dominion over you because you are not under law but under grace. Does that mean we don't have law? Of course we have laws. But you see, I'm not operating under the moral law of Moses. And this, uh, uh, um, um, sacri- uh, the, all the sacrifices and, you know, the diverse washings and all the ceremonial laws. That's the word I'm looking for. I'm not under that anymore. They used to be. Under the Old Testament. But when Jesus came, just took us away from the, you know, being under the ceremonial law. Then he gave us a new law, which is a spiritual law. Which is the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. Because of that law, I can now dominate sin, nature, and sin acts. E.W. Kenyon calls it sin and sins. I can never forget reading that book. 43 years ago. I said, wow. He said, we, he said the, the, the church has never distinguished between sin and sin. Sin is the nature of sins are the acts. You cannot overcome sins if you haven't overcome sin. Jesus came to overcome sin and then gave us his blood to overcome sins. Oh, celebrate Give the Lord a clap offering somebody. Mm. The new birth... And the baptism of the Holy Spirit gives you divine life and power to overcome the nature of sin. The blood of Jesus gives you the power to overcome the deeds of sin. When you put the two of them together, sin will not have dominion over you. Did you get it? Yes, <laughs> My late dad, who is in heaven now, you see, <laughs> you know, he said, you, you see, he's the name of a washerman. 
This is one washerman called Amio. Praise the Lord. Okay, now how do you do this? Now, Bimbo, put the uh, that confession, general confession, on the screen. This is something. There is a prayer God gave me that I want to use to teach from. You know, <clears throat> and make sure the scriptures, the references are there. Don't just put all the ordinary script without the references. Right. <clears throat> uh, <clears throat> the law of the spirit. You know. You, you, should, you should do this daily. This judgment. Self-judgment. See, when you don't understand these things I've told you, you think self-judgment makes you feel under condemnation. Ah, I don't want to judge myself. Don't judge me. Oh. That's the best thing you can do for yourself. You know what the Bible says? It says if you judge yourself, you won't be judged. If you understand it properly, self-judgment never brings condemnation. It frees you. Firstly, from the nature of sin. Then secondly, from the deeds of sin. If you're following me so far, give me a wave offering. I'm looking at the people at the back there. No, no, no. Keep waving. Don't stop waving. I'm looking at somebody there who is not waving. And he's beating me. (laughs) Who is sitting there? I need a wave offering. Aha. Everybody keep waving, keep waving, keep waving, keep waving. I'm going to keep you down. You know, it's a nice exercise anyway. All right. Then take the second hand and then clap them together for a clap offering. Good. Now, let's break it down. This is how. How do you do this? How do you overcome the nature of sin and the deeds of sin? Daily. Number one, you judge yourself. To judge yourself is not to condemn yourself. Remember, there is therefore now no condemnation for in Christ Jesus. Self-judgment is not condemnation. It's an honest appraisal. That is necessary to activate the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. Without it, without honesty, the law becomes inoperable. It doesn't, it doesn't work. I'm getting ahead of myself, but I, I, I'll just say it because so you can understand it. You see, the thing that causes the blood of Jesus to go into operation, to overcome the deeds of sin, is an honest admission of the sin. Where there is no honesty, the blood becomes dormant. So all this thing that our brethren do, the blood! <laughs> it's just cartoons in the realm of the spirit. <laughs> the evil spirits just look at them and shake their head. This guy have not got a clue what they're talking about. Pour the blood, we plead the blood. You, you hear all the time when people pray, the blood, and then you, all of them just chorus it, the blood of Jesus. Use the blood of Jesus. Oh, as Auntie Rhoda is going to Lagos tomorrow, we put the blood of Jesus on our car. The blood of the getter. That's all I need to get. Put the blood. You know, I say that in a funny way. You know, and I say, I, they're my brethren. I love them. I'm telling you. I have, I yet not I, but the grace of God with me. God is helping me. I'm developing God's heart. I, you know, that's, that efficient three prayers working in me. 
you know, a Christ may dwell in your heart by faith, that you'll be able to comprehend with all saints. So I don't say it in a condemnation kind of way, you know, or looking down at them. It's just ignorance. You know, you don't do that. The thing that makes the blood work is honesty. If we say we have no sin, the truth is, it's not going to work. If we say we have not sinned, so the, the condition for the, for, the, for the activation of the blood of Jesus is honesty. You can now see why so many people stay under condemnation. They are dishonest about what they did. Yes. If you are not honest about it, you are not going to get cleansing. If we say we have no sin. If we say we have not sinned, two different things. One deals with the nature, the other one deals with the act. Yes, it's precision, you see. You know what? What, what, what? what I'm doing, I yet not I, but the grace of God which is with me, is that I am using something, what you would call like a spiritual laser beam to divide the word. See, a laser is amplified light. That's where we get the word laser from. It means, you know, light amplification by similar emission of, radi of uh, radiation. You know? So that's why when you, want, you, when you want very powerful lights to be able to see into things that you don't normally see, use a laser. So I'm using a spiritual laser beam to divide the word. These are, these are things you just think they are the same. They're not. One deals with the nature of sin. The other one deals with the acts of sin. And you've got to deal with both of them. Thank you, Bimbo. Now let's go back to the confession. <coughs> with the scriptures, God bless you. So, so you should do this every day. Say, I judge myself. 1 Corinthians eleven thirty one. 31 where that's about communion, but the principle is the same. He says, if we judge ourselves, then we will not be judged. It's not condemnation. Judging yourself is not condemnation. It's an honest appraisal to activate the blood of Jesus to cleanse you and free you from sin. Mm. And condemn. I didn't hear you. My wicked actions and attitudes of omission and commission hitherto. Observe that what is condemned is not you. It is your actions and your attitudes. When you understand that, you won't feel under condemnation. But if you think it is you, then you will feel under condemnation. What you condemn is not you. What you condemn is what you did. Uh, a step further. And the nature of sin in you that made you do it. Which is not you. Because the real you is a new creature in Christ Jesus. Thank God for Paul. Let's give the apostle Paul a super, a super clap offering. Thank God for Paul. He know you. You, you can't understand you until you understand spirit, soul, and body. You see, the you has three parts. 
The you that is born again has no condemnation. The you that is your soul, your mind, your will, and your emotions, and your body is the one that has a sin nature. So what you condemn is not the you that is born again. But you condemn the sin that is in the you that is in the soul and the flesh. But you not only do that, when you condemn it, you know what you do? You execute it. That's what you do to a condemned arm robber. You take him to the firing squad and you shoot. So what do you do? You, you, you condemn the sin in your soul and body. Crucified. Kill it. By the life of God and the power of the Holy Spirit. Not only do you kill it, you clean it out. And then it, free, it frees you. But you have to be honest that it happened. And you have to be honest about what caused it. Then you can now take these spiritual weapons. The blood, the word, and the spirit. And then remove the block it caused. Put the life of God in there like a bullet. You load with the word. And then you fire by the spirit and kill it. So I condemn, not me, but my wicked actions. That's why I would do no condemnation. Of omission and commission. That is the one I did and the one I didn't do. Hello? So it covers everything. It's comprehensive. Comprehensive insurance. It's comprehensive. You're not third party. Totally comprehensive. I know comprehensive insurance is very expensive. Thank God Jesus paid the price. A clap offering. Hallelujah. And so crucified by the Spirit. The words I speak, they're spirit and life. So when you're saying those words, you're crucifying it. The sin nature. See that in Romans 8.13. Now this is a very important scripture. Let's quickly cut. They were going to cut back to the confession in a minute. Let's go to Romans 8.13. You see, thank God for Paul. Holy Spirit. Paul. Who still have been roaming through Romans. Look at, look at verse 13. I'm looking at King James, but you can also look at it in some of the modern translations. He says, for if you live after, everywhere you see sin, flesh, in the, Old, in the New Testament, put sin nature in the flesh. You get a correct revelation. You know, it's not just the physical body. It's not the flesh itself. It is the sin nature inside the flesh. The sin nature inside the mind. The sin nature inside the will. The sin nature inside the emotions. Then you have a correct, correct understanding. I don't know if I'm talking to anybody here. Pastor, I want to tell you, this is what's going to set you free. All the wonderful things I'm going to preach in the months to come, if you don't have this foundation, you won't enjoy them all. This fundamental. You know, this foundations of faith lesson three or four. But I'm giving it now with a laser light. For if you live after the sin nature in your flesh, I'm paraphrasing deliberately, you will die. You're born again. You're a child of God, but you will die. 
That's why, you know, like I got blind said this, you know, he didn't say it in a bad way. He said, the graveyards are full of them. That's why Christians are dying like nine pins all over the whole place. If you live under the sin nature in your flesh, you will die. Nobody said amen. <laughs> you say amen, you don't say amen, it's so. You're, being, you're saying amen has got nothing to do with its reality. But, thank God there's a but there. Everybody scream, but! Then don't you ever say, thank God there's a but. So I'm going to live, I'm not going to die. But, if ye through the Spirit do mortify the sin nature in the flesh, you shall live. Now let me hear a shout, Amen. Am I down alone? One way, man. Are you listening to me? The thing that is the problem is the nature of sin that is still in your soul and in your body, even though your spirit is born again. If you don't make that distinction, you will live a confused Christian life for the rest of your life. The greatest legacy, God used E.W. Kenyon, followed by Kenneth Hagin and some others, and like my, you know, Ken Copeland and some, some of us who began to teach some of these things over these last 50, 100 to 50 years. E.W. Kenyon wrote his books 100 years ago in the 1920s. You know, the greatest legacy you know, God has given to the church through us is the correct division of spirit, soul, and body. If you don't understand spirit, soul, and body, you will remain a confused Christian. Roman through Romans. Go back to the confession. Cut back. Cut back to the confession. With the, with the scriptures. With the scriptures. Right. And so crucify by the spirit, the sin nature and its lusts. Understand there is the nature. Then there is the desire that nature brings. So, so that desire for adultery. I just use that as an example. That desire for money, greed. That desire... For food, when you are fasting, any a lust is a desire inconsistent with the will of God at that time. It's dynamic. Something when you are not fasting, a desire for food is not a lust. But when you are fasting, that same desire for food becomes a lust. But the thing that is causing that desire is the nature of sin inside you. If you get rid of the nature, you will stop having wrong desires. Woo! You know, I, and I'm going to, I'm saying it deliberately because, you know, I don't want all this sky in the pie, uh, pie in the sky thing, uh, you know, it's all theory. I've experienced it. I'm experiencing it. I used to have even after I got born again for some years, I would fight it, of course. But it's come to the place now where 
You know, the desire is not even there. Because the sin nature that was producing it has been checked out. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Now, the thoughts may come. It can come from the outside. It's no longer inside. So, it can come from the air, from the outside, you know, like it did for Jesus. The Bible said he was tempted in every way, like as we are here without sin. But because it is not inside and it is on the outside, and what is in the inside is stronger than what is on the outside, it is always easily overcome. Tempted in every way, like as we are yet without sin. Give the Lord just a super clap offering, a standing ovation. Standing, 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 standing. Go and check by It's not your age, it's not your rank. Hallelujah. You can be seated now. A soup, you know, they, they, you know we're, we're dealing with the sin nature. Jesus didn't have it in him. That's why he was born of a virgin. But he was tempted from the outside. But what was inside was always much stronger than what came from the outside. Hence the scripture. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Greater, let, let me paraphrase. There's revelation knowledge flowing. You know, greater is Jesus that is in you than he that is in the loss of the flesh, the loss of the eyes, and the pride of life. If you activate what is inside and use it properly, you will always dominate what is coming from the outside. Once you've got rid of what is on the inside. It says, the evil one cometh, but hath no land inside. It's not inside. Nothing inside me that's cooperating. So the only thing I have to deal with is the one that's coming from the outside. And that one is a walkover. So long as I pray and walk. That's why Jesus had to pray, you see. Exactly. That's why I prayed every day. That's why I got in the morning and pray, you know. So long as he prayed, pray, the Lord Jesus was permanently airborne all his life. Not once the law of sin and death bring him down. He was there around him, but he always he all from the day he was born till the day he went to the cross, where he allowed it, you know, sin to come in so that he could pay the price for us. He was permanently spiritually airborne. Can I tell you another one? That was why God had Anna and Simeon intercede for 60 years to uh, reserve a bank of power that would take him through his baby years till he came to understanding. That's why they are recorded in scripture. And there was one, Anna, A widow of 84 years old who lived seven years from her virginity from her husband and did not depart from the temple but served with fasting and prayers night and day. Why is it recorded? And she happened to be at the temple the day they brought the baby in. That's the baby you've been praying for. I just got a word. It's a word of wisdom all grandparents start praying for your grandchildren before they are born 
woman. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Pray for your grandchildren, even after they're born, even before they're born. <coughs> start, start banking power for them. Instead of banking money, bank power. So by the time they are born, there's a power that's going to follow them to fulfill their destiny, like Jesus. Who that can receive it, let him receive it. He that cannot receive it, say, God, have mercy on me. (laughs) Get back to the confession. We're going somewhere here. How many people are following me? Still on my side. Good. So crucified by the spirit, the sin nature and its lusts. That's why the Bible says, you know, they that are Christ have crucified the flesh. The sin nature in the flesh with its what? Affection. Affection is what it likes and lusts. What it desires. You can kill it. I used this illustration many years ago. Our medical guys will corroborate what I'm saying. You know, when, when someone will do an operation, you have an anesthetic. anesthetic. An anesthetic is a drug. They inject it so that your nerves your, your, become deadened. So when they put the knife, you won't feel it. You won't feel it. The knife is there. But because of the chemical that is inside the physical body at that time, it causes you not to feel the pain. If you put the life of God and the power of in sufficient measure inside your flesh, when sin comes, you won't feel it. You won't desire it. That's why I say you are dead to sin. That's the meaning. The sin will not have dominion. You, it's no longer attractive to you. The life of God inside you, you know, is so powerful that the, the, the loss of the flesh and the loss of something, when they come against you, and they do come, you know, they're crucified almost instantly. Twenty twenty four will be a good year for you. Grab this. Do you hear me? Grab it. Enter twenty twenty four with no condemnation. Total overcoming of sin and its condemnation. That's the title of the message. Okay, let's move on. So I crucify this by the Spirit, the sin nature and its loss in my soul and body that caused them. Now let's let's go and roam through Romans a little bit. This was what came before Romans 8. This is where the understanding comes. Let's give Paul another clap offering. I know we've clapped for him, but... Pastor G, I want to see what God is going to give Paul when we get to heaven. Ah, it was different. I remember when we were in secondary school. You know... And you had these boys who were brilliant. In our language, that means that the guy has gone so far ahead of you that he has taken the corner, you can't even see his back. Paul, Shekona. 
Uh, you know, later, Peter and all became to appreciate him. They didn't appreciate him at first. They thought he was proud. He wasn't proud. He just knew what he was talking about. He understood it. He said, the gospel which I preach, he said, I preach it not after man. He said, but by revelation of Jesus Christ. I don't wonder. Paul was not a eunuch. He wasn't a eunuch. Not like Daniel, who was castrated. You know, he wasn't a eunuch, but he made himself a eunuch for the kingdom's sake. He understood these things and dealt with sin. He dealt with it. So he didn't need it. He said, he said, <laughs> Paul, Oman Biwanungo, he used to make them very angry. <laughs> he would say, Have not I and Barnabas power to lead about his sister? Oh, I'm focused. Peter said, Peter Binungo. <laughs> Like Peter and the bread at the James and the bread of the Lord. Uh, yeah, I know they say now. We too, we could have done that. He said, but we, but he shake on her. Romans 7. I, I, just got a, I just got a text from the Holy Ghost. How many people want to shake on her hair? What? Yeah, the rain here. Yes, if you would do this thing, to use that expression, you'll be so far out in the realm of the spirit, Satan won't see your back. Okay, let's get it. Let's get it. Romans 7, verse 17. Hey, you could read the whole thing, but uh, this, this portion just summarizes what I've been saying. He's talking about, okay, let me start from verse 14. I'd like to start from, you know, he said, For I, we know that the law is spiritual. There is nothing wrong with the Ten Commandments. There's nothing wrong with you. You will not steal. You will not kill. You will not commit adultery. Honor your father and your mother. There's nothing wrong with all those commandments. They're perfect. The problem is not the commandments. The problem is the sin nature inside you that always wants to rebel against the commandments. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We believe these words have empowered you to live a victorious, transcendent life in Christ. Our mission is to equip God's people for service and build up the body of Christ until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. We encourage you to enjoy and share from thousands of resources, including books, sermons, prophecies, and articles available on our website, spcconline.org. Thank you, and God bless you.